1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watches us, smileysports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, The weather is cold outside. There is snow on the ground. You are not going to be going golfing this weekend. So my suggestion to you is you head on over to Optimum Golf in Park Hill or the Rhino neighborhood. You can keep your game ready for the season like I do, like my daughter does. She's taking lessons right now from Kyle, who is so good at what he does. And you can also get custom fit, custom built clubs. So you are ready for the season. Second hour of the show, we are going to give away a $100 gift card. It could be used for a lesson with Kyle. Or you can go to one of their virtual bays to play any course in the country. It's an absolute hoot doing that. I've done that as well. It is so much fun either to go by yourself, work on your game, go with friends. You can also be part of their leagues and tournaments, host a private party. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. And don't forget, second hour of the show, giving away a $100 gift card. How are you, my friend? All right. You said it's an absolute hoot. It's a hoot. It, is it a holler as well? It's is it a hoot. a hoot and a holler? It's a hoot nanny. A hoot Nanny, yeah, it's an absolute blast. I, I like going out there. a I lot.
2: came back from five days in uh, the Midwest and walked right into the middle of a Hoot Nanny. I like it. Oh, yeah. there, well, there you go. We thought is it a hoedown though? The Hoot Nanny, but is it ho- is it a hoedown?
1: It's it. I don't believe it is a hoedown. Okay, I'm pretty sure it is not. Yeah. By the way, we have some breaking news. So we're going to get to that with the lead.
0: The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk.
1: Well, this kind of came out of nowhere. Atlanta Falcons wide receiver, Calvin Ridley, has been suspended for one full year for gambling on football. Now, let's put something into perspective. When he gambled this past season... He wasn't even playing in the game because he was out with injury. NFL determined that Ridley placed multi-legged parlay bets involving three, five, and eight games that included the Falcons to win. Investigation determined there was no involvement from any of the team players, coaches, etc. cetera. Uh, he made this bet out of state, meaning uh, I don't believe that, I think he made it in Florida, but yeah, I know it that gambling. Like Florida. Yeah, but I don't believe gambling is legal in Georgia. So yep. with that. Uh, You have gambling being promoted all over the NFL right now. You cannot get away from FanDuel Sportsbook or anybody else. It's all over the stadiums. They are encouraging people to gamble. However, however, like in baseball, they tell these players at the beginning of the season, there is no gambling on football. One year suspension. What were your initial thoughts?
2: Uh, Look, the reason why it's such a heavy suspension is the NFL knows of everything that goes on. The one thing that could affect the legitimacy of the game is the notion that players are on the take players are betting for or against their team. That's why this is so severe. Um, I mean, I think, yeah, the NFL is trying to have it both ways, but, uh, you know, that that's been true of sports organizations all over the world where, gambling and and sponsorships have gone hand in hand and the punishments have been severe for players and coaches being involved with betting on the sport that they play. So, and actually I think it's a step further. I think in the NFL, if you play in the NFL, you can't bet on any sport.
1: Right. So with yeah. that, Calvin Ridley went to Twitter saying, I bet $1,500 total. I don't have a gambling problem. Unfortunately, that $1,500 bet cost him over $10 million because that's what he was going to earn minimum. I would say next that, year.
2: I would say that, if you, knowing what the rules are, if you sacrifice potentially $11.116 million right. for a $1,500 bet, you probably do have a gambling problem.
1: Right. And and I heard somebody say that he does, although Ridley is now saying publicly that he does not. Uh, Ridley is now the fifth player to be uh, banned, at least suspended, I should say, not banned. We'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Fifth player suspended for gambling, those guys are Alex Karras in 1963, Paul Horning famously as well in 1963, Arch Leister in 1983, 2019 Josh Shaw, and now Ridley in 2022. When you look at the one-year suspension, you could say, well, at least it's not Pete Rose, at least he's not banned for life. But with that, do you think a year is too long? No, I do. I don't think so. I, and also, that's the standard, right? I mean,
2: he's the fifth person to be suspended, and all of them been have been eligible for reinstatement after a year. They have to apply for and then be reinstated. I mean, I think that that's it's consistent at this point.
3: I think Then on a little the much.
2: NFL, it's a
1: year. I think it's a little much. I really do. I don't think. I think that if he was suspended for. 10 games, I think he would learn his lesson just as well if he was suspended for the entire year. The only problem I have would be what kind of precedent does it send moving forward? Now, does everybody get 10 games? Because if there is precedent, as they like to say in the law profession, then every play will argue it should only be for 10 games. Mm -hmm. And let's face it, this was not an honest mistake. But here's something else to consider here. And I thought about this when it came out. And you and I have talked about it with Pete Rose. I am tired of hearing the argument, well, he bet on his team to win. Let me give you a perfect example of betting on your team to win every single time, but you still bet on the sport. And that was the point-shaving scandal at Arizona State. Those guys who bet on basketball, bet on Arizona State, bet on Arizona State to win they just shaved points to make sure that the gamblers won their bets and they got paid
2: right that that happened back in around 1950 and the uh, the scandals around the schools and the oh no no yes and it happened in uh, I mean that's happened a lot and it's happened usually in basketball right it happened uh, with North Carolina North Carolina State in the early 60s right hey they they bet it's hey, they would they would tell they would tell the players that were on it, look, uh, you know, win but don't cover. And so then and and so the thing about basketball and why it was targeted by a lot of the people uh, in the gambling community that were trying to shave points is that it's it's not as easy to, to detect a lack of effort in basketball as it is in some other sports. Like you can just slack off on defense a little bit, let your man score, right? And that's why and that's why I went there. One thing, I mean, this is obviously a different matter, but I wanted to ask you this. What should get greater punishment? Oh,
1: I know where you're going with this. The the answer is Stephen the Ross, former, Stephen the Ross. Former. Or, oh, I thought you were gonna go with like a like, oh, like a Gregory for beating a woman.
2: No, well, no, I that's another discussion entirely. Yeah. That should get a, a huge punishment. But it doesn't, you know it gets a couple games. Right, exactly. That should get but what should get a greater punishment? Steven Ross, if he did say he was gonna give Brian Flores hundred thousand dollars per loss, right, if that happened. He should lose the team. I, I agree. I that that is it that is a greater sin than gambling than gambling when you're on injured Reserve.
1: And that's the thing, though, that that's why I'm more in favor of less than a year. He wasn't playing. He wasn't playing. If he were playing, we should be in favor of a year. Absolutely. OK, oh. but you're on injured reserve. I, see, see you yeah. you ask that thinking maybe I'd be consistent well, no, and I am consistent because well, then Art
2: Schleister shouldn't have gotten a year because when he was betting, uh, he was he, I think he, he was on a reserve
1: list in 1982. So all the games that he bet on, he had no opportunity to go into the game. All of them. I believe, I believe so. If if you're not playing... But on, he had deep problems, as, as we know. Right. The fact that he wasn't playing in the game, the fact that he was in another state, should not be the same punishment mm-hmm. as Horning and Karras. Yeah. It should not be. If you are actually on the field, then you have the ability to... Shave points. Mm -hmm. Then you have the ability to sway the game. But when you're not even in the same area code, then why does it even matter? I understand he should get something for this, but he had no influence on the game. And I think the argument is going to be he's going to talk to some of his buddies and he's going to say he has a $1,500 bet on this. Right? He has a, and he wants a big score knowing that he's going to be getting over 11 million next year. Mm -hmm. I don't think those conversations are happening. And oh, by the way, should he get a year? No. But he should get a year for being just flat out stupid because honestly, you want to talk about bad judgment. I am sure there are football players that bet all the time on the NFL, they just don't do it under their own name. He should be suspended for a year for poor judgment. They have a friend do it for him. Right. Right. So you should be suspended for a year for stupidity, hmm. not for actually betting on football.
2: That again, that again would be a sign of a problem. Either way, the fact that he's placing that bet, either he is incredibly dense or has a
1: serious problem. Maybe it's both. Could be both. You know what? I, I here, Here's the thing. Okay. What do you think it is? Is he more dense, or does he have a problem? I'd say probably. I'd say probably. If
2: he if he is if he is not lying, if he says it's just the one bet, if that's it, then he's incredibly dense. No, no. The, if he had, let's say he has a gambling problem, well then he's then then that that would supersede it. Then no, that means you're no, it no, it doesn't. No, doesn't. That, that means you have an addiction. You know why it
1: doesn't? Because that's like the guy who has robbed more than a few banks, but every single time he walked in with a ski mask on. And then one time, as he was walking into the bank, he left in his car and he was too lazy to go back, so he still walked into the bank. That's being dense. That's, that's just dumb. And that's what... He did it under his own name? Really? Can't I mean, you shouldn't be punishing people for, for stupidity, right? Of course you shouldn't, and I say jokingly. <laughs> I say jokingly, but it's one of the dumbest things. He put it under his own name? No. Don't you have a cousin? And that's how they found out. I mean, what is also interesting is this.
2: One thing we learned today is that part of the deals that these gambling companies that have sponsorships with uh-huh. the NFL have is that if, if there are any NFL player names who show up, they're going to let they're they're going to snitch. They're going to let it. They're
1: going to let the NFL know in this case, snitches do not get stitches. Right. Coming up after the break. What a game by Nikola Jokic last night. Another dazzling performance specifically in the fourth quarter and in overtime, you and I have very different schedules, as you know, Mace. Uh, you are in bed by about 3 in the morning. I'm usually up by 5.36 o'clock. So when I'm up that early, I have a chance to watch SportsCenter. I have a chance to catch Get Up, which is a basically a radio sports talk show on television. And then First Tank. How did those three shows handle Nikola Jokic? Scoring 30 points in the fourth quarter in overtime, shooting 91% to go with a 46-point triple-double with 12 rebounds and 11 assists. Well, I know how they would have handled LeBron or John Morant, but how do they handle Jokic? That's next.
4: From no frustration, first inclination is to
1: On the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to talk about Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. I got my HVAC unit from them, and man, they did an unbelievable job. Love the fact that they showed up on time. Got the best product out there in Rudd. Got a fantastic deal as well. And right now, as we are looking ahead to the summer months, you can get an HVAC unit, and you're going to love this deal. For 24 months, no financing, meaning you can finance, but you won't be charged a finance charge, and you don't have to pay up to two years. So let me repeat that again. You don't have to pay up to two years, nothing. You, month 22, you still don't have to pay it off. They want you to start paying at the two-year mark, and don't worry at all about the finance charge because there isn't going to be one. Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air, you can find them at MightyPH.com. Time now for the buzz
0: the buzz is presented by mighty plumbing and heating why does mighty plumbing and heating have over 600 five-star reviews no one has better service and they will meet or beat any
1: written offer go to mightyph.com great performance by Jokic last night another triple double 46 points 12 rebounds 11 assists four blocks three steals pretty good line score this includes 30 points combined between the fourth quarter and overtime in which he shot 91 percent from the floor so what kind of publicity did Jokic get after that performance? ESPN Sports Center this morning. It was their lead story. Good for them. Nice. Okay. Good for them. Good for them. Lead story. Then you have your morning shock talk shows after that. Get up. They led with the Nets and the Celtics because Jason Tatum scored 54 points. And clearly they thought a team that is now under 500, the Nets and the Celtics, that's a barn burner of a game. I mean, you got to talk about that game because clearly both teams are posturing for major playoff position there. And then they followed up with Aaron Rodgers to finish up their opening segment of the show. But the guy that I really have a problem with is Stephen A. Smith, who cries racism every single opportunity he gets. And I'm not suggesting that he is wrong, but I got to tell you, there is some reverse racism going on with this guy when on his two-hour show, It wasn't even mentioned. Jokic doing anything. Shame on you. You know what, Steven? You are all sizzle and no steak. You claim to know a lot about basketball, but you know what? You really don't. All you want to do, because all you want to do is look at the shiny object and see who's dunking and see who's hitting the long threes, and you want to talk about your East Coast teams, you say you know a lot about basketball, but you clearly don't appreciate great basketball players. To which I said to him on Twitter, apparently white men can't jump. And apparently to you, if Nikola Jokic was black, if if, since he's white, but if he was black, He would just be another black player. And that's what Dennis Rodman famously said, along with Isaiah Thomas. It is disgusting that on a two-hour show, you're talking about, can the Warriors make the playoffs? What's going on with the Los Angeles Lakers? Those were your topics today. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the NBA All-Star game, he was asked about Jokic, and he said, yeah, he's a really good player. Mm -hmm. It's guys like you that hold Jokic down. And to be honest with you, I worked in national media. I worked at CNN, and I worked with a lot of different producers. And if I'm being completely honest, it's those producers that set the rundowns. So if you have a producer who is from Boston, they're going to want to lead with the Celtics. If you have a producer who is from Dallas and it's a semi-meaningful game, you're going to want to lead with the Dallas Mavericks. The producers make these decisions, but overall, if you're a guy like Stephen A. Smith, you will have your input and say, no, this is more important. You're telling me on a two-hour show you can talk about Jokic just one time? Jason Tatum? Jason Tatum scored 54. Good, good, goody for you. 54 is nothing compared to what Jokic did. And for two hours, they blabbered about the Lakers. What's wrong with them? You actually watched first take for two hours? No. Actually, I taped it, and I just fast-forwarded through the whole okay, thing to see goodness, what it is. Like, no, thinking, I wouldn't waste my time with that why garbage. Would you t-
2: I mean, I watched about five minutes of it when I was stuck on an airplane this morning waiting to take off because they didn't have enough baggage handlers at the airport in Madison, Wisconsin, and the de-icer had the de-icer had to go leave to get more de-icing fluid. The, the de-icing truck didn't have enough. So I was basically held hostage, and I watched for five minutes, and I just decided to just do other things. Why would we yeah so no no, no I, I didn't I, watch I, it. I know
1: but like I watched the first segment of Get Up yeah I did watch that yeah if if you go if you go watching first
2: take for sanity it's mind numbing it's terrible but he's and he like, and obviously people watch it because this show has been on for years
1: who's watching this it's Drek I'll just come on say it if Nikola if if Nikola Jokic was black they'd be talking about this all the time. All the time, all the time, they would look at this guy with his triple double. He's phenomenal. The problem is Jokic isn't athletic, and he doesn't make the highlight films, and he doesn't dunk like John Moran, and he doesn't have crazy three-point shots. You know what? It, Everybody yeah. wants to look at the shiny object, but you know what? You can't see on Sports Center a really high basketball IQ. You can't see that. You know, nobody
2: this year has uh, more points in overtime. Than Nikola Jokic in the NBA, twenty nine points, and he's only played three overtimes. Right, most of the other guys who are t- who are in that conversation have played six overtimes, eight overtimes, five overtimes this year. Jokic is averaging nearly ten points in overtime this year. Eleven for thirteen from the field in OT. I mean, isn't isn't a test of a player's greatness what they do when it matters most?
1: Yeah. Doesn't Jokic well, pass it's, it's it's one of the, yeah, one of it, the And
2: yeah. Jokic passes that test again and again and again.
1: Right. I agree.
2: Yeah. And there's and there's still a there's still a, a confounding lack of respect for him.
1: Well, Antoine Walker, former NBA player, said mm-hmm. on NBA TV that the reason that Embiid should win the MVP over Jokic is because Embiid does everything just quote a little bit sexier and a little bit more exciting. So
2: MVP is actually the M is actually the uh, MSP. It's yes. the most sexy player. Is that that that's what he's saying it should be? Yeah. Well, apparently, what is, what is this People Magazine? Right. The sexiest. Just give. Let them give the award. The sexiest player alive. Let that. If that. If that's the
1: case. You that's know, just that, that's just stupid. He's just not exciting. I don't care how good he is, so I'm not going to vote for him. Just come out and say that. I had this conversation with Justin Adams when he was here, and he was the guy to talk to because Justin's black, right? And and he he's he's like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And and I brought up I brought up racism with it, and he goes, "You're right." Because that's what's going on here. I'm sorry. Steve Nash should not have won the MVP. Why? He's a slow Canadian white kid. And I'm not some pro-white guy. I'm not some white nationalist. Heck, if I was a white nationalist, that'd be stupid because I'm Jewish. They hate me too. Believe me. I'm not going to any white nationalist conventions. (laughs) And I'm not calling anybody. Thank goodness if you did.
2: Because if you did, I
1: would be doing the show. And I'm not calling anybody (laughs) a racist. I think (laughs) what it is, is, is just a complete... Lack of understanding that you don't have to dunk to be a great basketball player. The last I checked, dunking the basketball only scores, counts for two points. Mm-hmm. But it's on Center When John Morant went off a couple of weeks ago, and he was fabulous, they did a two-minute highlight clip of just him. By the way, in Center, I think they showed three Jokic plays. That was it. That was it. Mm-hmm. The highlights are pretty short. But at the end of the day, everybody wants to see the highlights and the shiny object. And the more publicity that you get, the more you're going to be ingrained in the voters' minds. So I guess the question is, um, who's really deciding the MVP here? Is it producers at national television shows? Or is it he's just not sexy enough?
2: Uh, well I'd like I'd like to think who who votes for the NBA MVP is it's media, right? I believe so? Yeah. Does Antoine Walker have a vote? No idea. Okay. Well if he does, it's only
1: one person one vote. Well then Well, it's more than one person. <laughs> you think
2: I hope there aren't others who think that they're who decide I'm gonna vote for M B because he does things sexier. Because that is literally the stupidest reason I've ever heard to make a vote.
1: You have a guy like Nick Wright who happens to be white who doesn't think Jokic even belongs to well, the conversation. A, well,
2: Nick Wright is well-known to
1: be an idiot. He's shown that time and time again. Well, you know what? Mm-hmm. He might be an idiot, but someone has given him a pretty big microphone. Well, it just, you, may, you ask yourself kind of what sells in this business sometimes. That's right. Guys who are yelling like Stephen A. Smith. Guys who guys are
2: saying stupid things. By the way, um, last night, Nicole Jokic, if you're going by the efficiency metric that ESPN keeps, uh, plus thirty. Uh, plus 37.5 in the game last night, yep. second best. By the way, he is second best in the NBA, only behind Trey Young against Portland back in January. Jokic has two of the three best single games by that metric this year. In addition to his PER now being back atop the league ahead of Giannis. He
1: just passed Giannis. Went, went, they've saying. been
2: going back and forth yep. for a few weeks. Jokic went back to the top and now... He again has the at this moment the best per for a single season in league
1: history, right? Or NBA history, association history. Michael at, Jordan's highest per was twenty seven point nine one. Yeah. What's uh What's Jokic's right now? Thirty two point three two. Wow. It sounds like it's it's higher.
2: It go yeah. It goes Jokic, Giannis, Giannis in twenty twenty, and then Wilk Chamberlain, and then might you get Michael Jordan actually thirty one point seven one is sixth in eighty eight before Scottie Pippen had really kind of become Scottie Pippen. You know, Let's I'll be curious to
1: see if they ever do this again, and they won't because it was the diamond anniversary of the NBA, the 70, top 75 players of all time. Mm-hmm. If Jokic does this for another four or five seasons, I wonder if he would ever be included top 75 of all time. I would argue. No, I know we yeah. we would argue, yes. No, I I, th- I actually
2: think if they did the
1: top 75 a couple of years from now, he'd be on it. Maybe. Maybe. Coming up after the break, Von Miller. boys he teasing everybody <laughs> all over social media, on Twitter, on Instagram. How interested do you think Von is really coming back? Or is he just negotiating with Broncos countries so George gives him a big deal? That's next.
3: I
0: Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew.
2: They tell me I'm too young to understand. They say I'm caught up in a dream. Well, life will pass me by if I don't open up my
0: eyes.
2: So
1: Welcome back. Afternoon five. drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber, the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by
0: Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com.
1: Okay, every Monday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question to our friends Ty, Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. And here's the question, guys. Von Miller put out a pair of pictures of himself on Instagram saying, quote, should I wear 58 or number 40 in orange and blue? And then posted, do you think I would get my old locker back? Then he posted on Twitter, I kind of want that old thing back. 5280. And when you look up him on Twitter, it says Denver Broncos, not Rams.
2: It has said that. He never changed it. Okay. The same as,
1: That's been the same all along. Either way, he's now coming out with all of this stuff. Is he negotiating with George Payton, or is he negotiating with Broncos country to get a big deal? I
2: think he's uh, trying to win the court of public opinion.
1: I don't think he has to work very hard to win that court of public opinion. The question is, do you really think he wants back? And would he want back only if an Aaron Rodgers came here? And would he want back if he took a hometown discount?
2: Well, that's the whole thing, because uh, with the Aaron Rodgers thing outstanding, that's got everyone kind of thinking, oh, does Vaughn know something that everyone else doesn't? No, he doesn't.
1: I don't (laughs) think anybody knows what's going on in Aaron Rodgers' head, more or less Aaron Rodgers. And I think we might find out tomorrow, but we'll talk about that later on in the show. With that, what do you think? I think there are certain
2: things he misses about the Denver Broncos, and I think he'd, I think he'd be interested in coming back. One thing to consider also is uh, the fact that you do have some Rams coaches, and he talked when he, at length, when he was in the season with the Rams about their approach, how consistent it was. Right, and I wonder if he's looking at Denver and thinking, I can have the best of both worlds now. Right. That you've got some Rams influence in that
1: building. No, I totally agree with you.
2: Especially on the defensive side.
1: But at the end of the day, he wants to win. At the end of the day, he wants to get paid. Think he's going to get paid here like he would with other teams? Because I don't think that he will. And is he going to win here? Not unless a guy like Aaron Rodgers comes around.
2: A team like Cincinnati or the Los Angeles Chargers would actually be able to offer him more probably. Yeah, Because they have more cap space. And offer maybe a better chance to win.
1: Guys, what do you think? No, they don't have necessarily. They might have more money, but the Broncos. Listen, mm-hmm. the Broncos could offer Von Miller a lot. Would you want him back, or would you rather have a guy who's been speculated about, the guy from
2: Arizona, Chandler Jones? Uh huh. Chandler Jones has been more productive in recent years. Yes,
1: he has. You know, you know what? On him,
2: balance, like if I'm viewing them equally again, in Vaughn's history is that he does like he does really well as long as he's got someone else to take a little bit of the pressure off. And in particular, watching Vaughn in that playoff run reminded me very much of DeMarcus Ware when he was a Bronco. Ware was able to flourish because Vaughn Miller got a fair amount of the attention. And now it seems like it's come full circle, and you had Aaron Donald helping Vaughn Miller get one-on-ones and be able to exploit them. The thing is, I just don't know who in Denver is going to be able to fill, to provide that uh balance for Von Miller unless you decide to just say, Oh, we're gonna go eggs rusher heavy, we're gonna sign Chandler Jones and Von Miller. That would intrigue me. I don't think you're gonna see that because they do have to pay Bradley Chubb this year.
1: I would agree with you that he's far more effective when he has a Robin or if he has a Batman, however you want to flip it around. At
2: this point point Von might be Robin more than Batman. Not the boy not
1: that he's younger, but that he is kind of the number two. We always say that you want a player who's great in the postseason when it means something, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. But is it fair to say that over the last six years, Vaughn's only been great. Actually, he really hasn't that. He's only really been great in the playoffs. Now early on his career, he was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. Now, by 2015, he was only in the league four or five years. But what I'm suggesting is, when the team isn't very good, he's okay. There, there's he's not he's better than most, but he's not Von Miller. He had an excellent season
2: in 2018 when they went six and ten. He had 14 and a half sacks.
1: Yeah, but where has he been the other years? Where has he been the other years? Eight
2: sacks in 2019. Didn't play at all in 2020. Injured. 2021 had a. Five sacks with the Rams, four and a half with the Broncos.
1: How many games did he play with the Broncos? Uh, seven games with the Broncos, eight with the Rams in the regular season. It helps to have somebody. But people say about Vaughn Miller, he's fantastic in the playoffs. The problem is if you don't get to the playoffs, what good mm-hmm. is he?
2: Right. I mean, Vaughn, look, Va- Vaughn is one of the better edge rushers in the NFL. But Chandler Jones in the last four years has... Provided more pressure, more sacks on a per play basis than Von Miller has. That being said, let's say Chandler Jones, you could get him, but not at a discount, just at market value. If Von Miller's willing to come back at a discount, yeah. Absolutely, you do it.
1: Do you think he's going to come back on a discount? Honestly.
2: Only if uh, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, right. Or maybe even Deshaun Watson, although he's not on the Broncos radar at this moment while everything's outstanding. If one of those guys was the quarterback, I think he'd come back on a discount. I don't think he's coming back on a discount if they're signing Mario or Trubisky and then drafting Kenny Pickett or Malik Wills.
1: You and I have listened to Von Miller at a lot of press conferences where he has said things where you're just scratching your head. Well he's he lives in the moment, Von. And that's my point. So he's on the beach, sending out videos, putting stuff on Instagram, putting stuff on looks like he's having a really good day. And I, I think that's fantastic. But Von Miller is your classic. He he talks before he thinks. And now he's got, you know, Broncos country worked into a lather. He talks from the heart. And he again, something that sort of it's a bit naive, though, think. it's a bit naive because because words have consequences. And now every sports talk show in town is talking about this. And that's how he felt in the moment. But the truth is, he should have probably put this out. which He didn't think of when Aaron Rodgers does make his decision. When Russell Wilson does make his decision. Right.
2: Yes. Again, unless he knows something that we don't, but I'm you not sure. You think he does? I don't. Look, I don't even know. that Aaron Rodgers knows what he's. And that's my point deciding. exactly. By the yeah, By the way, I mean that his his, it's on his Instagram story, so it's very interesting. He puts it in the format that means it's going to go away after a day, but uh, video
4: captures and screen captures are forever.
1: What do we have coming up on? Just in case you missed it.
4: Colorado Avalanche on the East Coast tonight taking on the Islanders for the second time in just about a week. And also a uh, pretty big basketball game on Saturday that went, I think, the opposite way. A lot of us thought it was going to go. Mace, maybe you felt differently. We'll talk about that after the break right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
1: On the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend, Dr. Michael McCracken at Denver Hair Surgery. Boy, I cannot be any happier with the work that I did with him. I had a couple of hair transplants in the past. In the past. I have a huge scar in the back of my neck, but I sat down with Dr. McCracken and his team, and they explained to me everything that they were doing, and I said, is it going to be uncomfortable? And they said, no, not really at all. Well, I'll tell you, uh, he undersold that. It wasn't uncomfortable at all. With that, I want to bring in my guy, Dr. McCracken. How are you, my friend?
3: I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on the air. Eric, how are you doing?
1: I am great. We're going to talk about what I'm going to see in results in a minute. But why was it literally... Painless during the procedure and literally painless during recovery when it wasn't the other two times I did it.
3: Well, I think the difference is the technology that we use. Um, In the past, uh, the big procedure to use was to do a strip of uh, excision in the back of your head where uh, a strip of hair is cut out and then it has to be, you have a giant wound that has to be put back together with staples or sutures. Whereas uh, what we do now is taking out the individual follicles. It's called follicular unit extraction. And that allows us to make very small uh, little puncture sites in the back of the head around the follicles that we're taking out to transplant. So you don't have that huge incision in the back that you know, can be uncomfortable and has to heal and leaves that big line and doesn't allow you to wear short hair.
1: So I am living proof that the procedure and the recovery is literally painless. Now, as I look forward to the results, what makes the technology so much better than what I had before?
3: Well, I think that, again, the biggest uh, the biggest difference is uh, not having to have that big scar in the back of the head and being a- not being able to uh, wear your hair short if you have that big uh, strip cut out of the back of your head. Um, and I think with these individual follicles that we use as opposed to the plugs that were used decades ago, um, we're able to put individual follicles along the hairline so that they look just like your hair used to look. You don't have to worry about it looking fake or people knowing that you've had a transplant. We carefully designed the hairline, and these individual follicles blend in really nicely.
1: If I'm not mistaken, um, a good friend of mine went into you, and he said, Hey, I, I want to I do what, basically what I did, and you said to him, I don't think you need that. I think it was PRP, if, I'm, if I remember that correctly. You have other mm-hmm. treatments besides what I went through, don't you?
3: Yes, yes. So, you know, some patients will benefit just from medications. Uh, the friend you're referring to, um, he benefited from using medications along with PRP injections, and that stands for platelet rich plasma, where we uh, draw your blood and take the layer rich in platelets and inject platelets into the scalp, and the platelets have growth factors that stimulate hair growth. So early on, PRP can be a solution uh, that negates the need to go through a procedure like you had.
1: Real quick, you didn't do such a great job. I'm going to start growing hair on my back as well. Are you, Did you? <laughs>
3: well we did put a few extra graphs there we had a few we didn't know what to do with so a few other places we can talk about later right uh how do people get how do
1: people get a hold of you and, and when you do get a hold of dr McCracken and his team at denver hair surgery uh you are in great hands uh, your staff was so terrific with me uh, that they, they made the procedure easy you had a bunch of different people working with me how do they get a hold of you
3: Well, thank you so much. Um, It's denverhairsurgery.com and 720-851-6600. Thank you so much. We'd love to uh, see any of your listeners.
1: And don't forget, if you mention you heard this on the show, you're going to save 500 bucks. Again, the website is denverhairsurgery.com. Dr. McCracken, thanks for your time, my friend.
3: Thank you so much. Always a pleasure talking with you.
1: See you, my friend. Bye. Time now for the final word.
3: The final word
0: is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville. Colorado Springs, and
4: now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Colorado avalanche at New York Islanders tonight, 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time out there from New York. The Avs beat the Islanders 5-3 on home ice just under a week ago. But have lost both their games since then. Does Colorado sweep New York in the season series, or do they lose a third straight?
2: I think they'll. Uh, I think they'll get the sweep. Although, I certainly, uh, I certainly provided the jinx, didn't I, uh, last week, saying, "Oh yeah, the the Avs haven't lost back-to-back games since early November." Well, they lose. They after losing the Coyotes, they lose the Flames on Saturday night, and uh, Darcy Kemper got pulled to Paulo in the in the course of the game. So, I think the Avs will win, but uh, I'm not sure you take you should take my prediction at the bank
1: right now. Does that concern you that uh, Kemper was pulled? Yes. Just one game? You're concerned? Uh,
2: I mean, it, it's it, it was int- it was an interesting move. I thought it was a little bit of a panic move when it happened. Um, I think the question now is, uh, and and Danny, do you know if uh, Kemper's starting tonight, or is going to be Francois in the net? Uh, I have not seen,
4: but I'll take a look and okay. see what I can find okay. real quick.
2: Because I think uh, I, I think that that's key. If if uh, if if Kemper starts tonight, then I think okay, message sent, and hopefully for Kemper, message received. But if you start François tonight and he plays well, then uh, you're basically uh, you're basically creating a controversy where one didn't exist. And that could be troublesome.
4: I'm seeing uh, a couple different tweets. One from Mike Chambers mm-hmm. um, that says, looks like Franco's in net here in New York. Okay. Kemper tomorrow in New Jersey. Mark Mosier uh, said Kemper will play tomorrow night and Thursday night, but okay. not tonight. Interesting.
1: Trade deadline, by the way, coming up on the 21st. Yes. Just thought I'd throw that in, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> They're not going to ride with Francos They'll ride with Kemper. They'll make a trade before they ride with Fransos.
4: Just in case you missed it, Saturday night, North Carolina spoiled Coach K's final home game at Cameron Indoor, his final game at Cameron Indoor, unless I guess he goes to another school and comes back to play against Duke. That'd be something. But they... The Tar Heels beat number four Duke 94 to 81. So beat him pretty well. Armando Baycott with another big game, but he did break a streak of four straight double doubles that he had been having. And Coach K, after the game, called him the ACC Player of the Year. Mace, how enjoyable was watching that game? And Eric, did Coach K put unnecessary pressure on his players with all that
1: pageantry? I'll take this one. I think he put on too much pressure, and it was a good win by North Carolina. What's uh, what's your next question, there, Danny? <laughs> what do you got? What's next? Because I don't want to run out of time. Do you have something you want to say, Mace? Yeah, I do. Okay, sure. Danny, what's your next question? I do have something I want to say. What do you I got? want to hear Mace's thoughts. Okay. On of course, the game. you do. I'm, very yeah, I'm joking when I cut him off. Consider- well,
2: really. Considering how small Carolina had come up against the best teams on their schedule this year. The fact that they responded to Duke's in the mouth, metaphorically speaking, late in the first half, Duke took a nine took a nine point lead. And Carolina whittled it down to two by halftime. That the Tar Heels were cut of some different timber than they had been for much of the year, especially in that game against uh, against Duke. The other thing that's interesting is this: when you do what Mike Krzyzewski did and say I'm going to have a farewell tour, then and it's a year where Duke has that last home game against Carolina. They alternate where they end the season next year will be at Carolina this year it was even number of years it's always at Duke you set yourself up for what happened in terms of you have the farewell tour and then you have the big ceremony at the end and frankly I think if uh, Dean Smith or Roy Williams had decided at the farewell tour and Duke had had that opportunity to do that to them I think they would have I, it's, it, it's, it's the potential downside of going out the way Krzyzewski is.
1: All right, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them, not to mention their sales staff. So experienced. If you want to design an entire kitchen, they can help you do that. Okay, that's how much they know about appliances and setting up kitchens and things like that. The big box stores, don't even bother with them because they can't help you at that level. And if you want something to fit your budget, they can do it there too. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center. In Denver. Coming up after the break, franchise tag deadline day is tomorrow. Aaron Rodgers has said he wants to have his decision done or possibly done by the franchise tag deadline. That's tomorrow. The Pat McAfee show happens to be tomorrow. Will we be getting an answer tomorrow? That's next. Wondering, would you be my
2: little or is this the way it ends? I told you.